22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. All right. Um, I guess I'll say because we're recording this around the holiday season, tis the season to be corny, or at least that's what my brother's friend told me. Fuck you. Well, no, she didn't tell me fuck you. She said we were corny. I'm saying fuck you to her. Welcome to another joy-bringing, <laughs> right? Joy-bringing Yuletide singing edition of Meanwhile, 22 pages later, episode 183. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And with me, as always, is the man who has been known to plant mistletoe above strangers just to cause unnecessary drama. MFG Mike, the finance guy. They're here already. You're next. You're next. I have no idea what that is. Children of the Corn? No, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the yeah. original from 1956. Oh, the original. Okay, wow. I've never yeah. seen the original. I saw, I saw the remake, which was really good, too. Yeah, most of the remakes are good, or the remake-like ones are pretty good. All right. I remember is Donald Sutherland, that's all I got to say. I have not seen neither the original nor the remake, nor do really? I plan to. I would say watch, watch the remake, one of the remakes. I mean, the one with Donald Sutherland, creepy as hell. Creepy as hell. But it's the end, anyway. Is he um, Keith Chamberlain's father? Yes. Good, jo- good job. Good job. <laughs> and our other illustrious host, who just figured out that Donald Sutherland is Keith Sutherland's father, is the man who avidly seeks out mistletoe in search of his next hookup. I mean, fuck, who needs Tinder? RT Square, we're off the tech. Yeah, when you got mistletoe, you know you can go. <laughs> okay. So the other day, as I was forging my own Mandalorian armor out of some Beskar steel that I may have not or may have procured in a questionable manner, a thought occurred to me. Daredevil is blind and uses echolocation, while Batman jumps off of buildings with grappling hooks and drives fast cars. Yep. Oh, Checks off. goodness. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that one I couldn't follow you on. I'm like, uh, I don't know about that, Rob. Maybe you think about that a little bit more. No, like, Our, Batman, bats I, I, use I, echolocation, I, I, and a daredevil I, does dangerous things and drives uh, fast cars. Follow the bouncing ball, Cap. Follow the uh, bouncing ball. Oh, Come on. Gosh. All right, all right, all right. So today's episode, now that we moved on from that, today's episode will be a gift for Star Wars fans like JP, like Jazz, but will the, sh- will the show that we're talking about be a big old candy cane or a lump of coal? This episode, we will be discussing Mandalorian Season 2. But first, let <clears throat> me clear my throat for this one. We here, at, meanwhile, 22 pages later, decided that Mike needed to have a more market. We needed Mike to be more marketable. So we added a cute, small, imp-like sidekick for his segment. But after he, after he fed it to Ralph's dog, we decided, yeah, maybe we're better off not doing that. So here's Mike by himself with his quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike, the finance guy, and Ralph and Cap. Yeah, I know the next thing is getting fed to that dog. <laughs> that <laughs> please, intro. <laughs> please stop feeding my dog stuff. He's already big enough. <laughs> Alrighty, too famous to be James Bond? It's a thing. According to Dr. Ian Kinane, an editor of the International Journal of James Bond Studies. Now, let me repeat that for the hoes at home who weren't listening. There is an academic peer-reviewed journal dedicated to publishing interdisciplinary scholarship on all aspects of Ian Fleming's James Bond franchise. And it's headed by someone with a doctorate. People, this is why we don't have teleportation tubes and flying cars. Anyway, according, <laughs> according to Dr. Ian Kinane, an editor of the International Journal of James Bond Studies, who I assume is single 59-year-old virgin, says that actors that are too famous, such as Henry Cavill or Idris Elba or Tom Hardy, would be ruled out to take the super spy role. Actors involved in hot franchises or with very active Hollywood demand would not be able um, would be unable to commit to uh, Bond's filming demands while maintaining a popular presence elsewhere. Dr. Kinane threw out a few, a couple of uh, unexpected names of possibilities. Jamie uh, Bell from the Fantastic Four and Richard Madden from the Game of Thrones. He said that like they're possible due to their age and the type of uh, acting credentials that they've accumulated. 
Wow. Yeah. I, I, I really don't I mean, you know, I give them, I'll give them an A for effort because that takes a lot of dedication to kind of, you know, be able to, do, to deduce that stuff and kind of, you know. Well, it's not just I, him. It's, this is a whole publication that's been going on for years. There, there's a staff of people that deal with this. This is an academic process. <laughs> hey, do you think he changed his name to Ian well, just so he well, could be like Ian Fleming? Very possible. It would not surprise me. <laughs> well, it, it goes to show in the world. Remember when, when, when you were a kid and you said, I want to do this. And your parents were like, oh, stop. You don't, you, there's, there's no money in that. I want to be in charge of, of James Bond studies. Now, now you can say that, that it actually exists. So, Yeah, he better hope it stays popular because what's your job after that? <laughs> uh, anyway what else you got there fear not moviegoers the u.s government is on the move the 900 million dollar covid19 relief package has an agreement to include 15 billion with a b to assist struggling independent movie theaters and live entertainment venues this comes after industry trade groups and artists lobbied for assistance the package also allows uh them to open up the paycheck protection program for a larger number of newspapers tv stations and radio stations after previously being denied access to the program however it still leaves amc theaters regal cinemas imax and others breathing hard because the bill does not appear to include relief for larger theater chains or media corporations dum 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 i know but yeah I mean, <laughs> a lot of these places are just gonna they're just gonna be gone <laughs> you know no AMC this, will this survive. This pandemic is like you want to hope so. But they'll survive, but they, there might be a lot less of them. <laughs> you know? Listen, as long as, as, at $30 a ticket. As long as the one by me stays open, I do not care what happens to the rest. Yeah, it's funny though. That's the one I told them to close. How <laughs> dare well, you? Like... Nothing's nothing surviving after that. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? And, what else? Do. All right, yeah, and yeah, finally... And finally, in a move that will make even Ralph the Tech jealous. Ooh. Yeah. After months of training with the League of Spoiler Assassins, I am ready to attempt the deadly triple axle reverse future meta spoiler. No. Don't do that, Mike. <laughs> the, the move Mike, that's dangerous. Is a, I know. It, the move is a 12th level spoiler technique that spoils part of the finale of a recently finished series before it is spoiled by the review of a podcast that planned on spoiling the finale, but it is performed <laughs> on that same podcast prior to the segment airing while simultaneously providing a segue into that segment. All right, here we go. Mike, even I'm glad I would have fucked it up. All right, the after credit scene on the season two finale of The Mandalorian teases something called the Book of Boba Fett. Having fooled many viewers, this is not the name of season three's arc. Instead, according to creator John Favreau, the Book of Boba Fett is a separate series coming to Disney Plus in 2021 prior to The Mandalorian season three going into production and will show what happens with Boba Fett after he takes Jabba the Hutt's seat of power. The reason the series was not mentioned specifically, if you remember at the last podcast where I, I listed ad infinitum all of the Star Wars stuff, uh, the reason the series was not mentioned specifically at Disney's Investor Day 2020 is because the president of Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy, misspoke and called it the next chapter when, excuse me, when referencing it in relation to The Mandalorian. Nice, nice, nice job of doing a Ralph, but this, this, I this bow is to the master. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm I'm just kind of speechless right now. I mean, I have so, such dead air. I'm just kind of like, I mean, I know it's funny because we'll talk about it as we do our review, but you know how the because of the Mandalorian, what is done to the Star Wars franchise, I think has done something that the that seven eight nine couldn't do, which is very interesting. Give you a good story. <laughs> well, no, give, give, give you, well, give you other things you want to watch because, you know, I mean, you know, I don't want to even say too much because I want to use that as part of our back and forth when we talk about The Mandalorian. So, Mike, is that all your quick news? Yes, it is. All right. Ralphie boy, any quick news? Wham, pow, smack. Nope, no quick news. Ah, <laughs> you're just giving us highlights of your last week's uh, Friday night booty call? Oh, yeah. Ah, okay. You know how it is, Mike. <laughs> all right, all right. So, so let's go right into it. Let's talk about 
The Mandalorian season two. You know, it's interesting. I wonder how people spell Mandalorian because series Siri always tries to like correct me. And with the synopsis for The Mandalorian season two is the guy who will probably correct me no matter what I say. MFG Mike, the finance guy. He was just speaking two seconds ago. You're wrong. I won't correct you. Uh, <laughs> all right. The Mandalorian is the first live action TV series of the Star Wars franchise. It was created and written by Jon Favreau with a host of various episodic directors, including Bryce Dallas Howard, Peyton Reed, and Robert Rodriguez. The Mandalorian is best described as a, spe a space western, which takes place five years after episode six, Return of the Jedi, and 25 years before episode seven, The Force Awakens. The Mandalorian season two follows the adventures of a bounty hunter turned fugitive who is tasked with, with returning a child to its people. The series has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 96% with an audience of 86%, which is oddly enough down from 93% for season one, and a Metacritic score of 76 out of 100, which is up from its 69 out of 100 for season one, with an audience score of 81 out of 100. Yeah, interesting. All right, yeah. synopsis. Officially tasked with bringing Yogi Bear's best friend back to his people. Hey, 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 Grogu. Uh, <laughs> the bounty hunter with a heart of gold color Beskar is having a tough time. Chilling with the frog lady, getting gritty with the Tusken Raiders, and even shooting shit with a clone. Din Djarin shows his medal and his medal, defending the 50-year-old child from a newly forming empire that wants its blood. Stormtroopers still can't shoot, and truth be told, their aim is getting worse, but the dark <laughs> troopers will tear you apart, or at least bash your head into the hull of a ship until it leaves a dent. There are tons of wins for heroes with barely any defeats, but in 2020, we need all the good feeling moments we can get. All right, starring Pedro Pascal as the Mandalorian uh, Din Djarin, Carl Weathers as Grief Karga, uh, Gina Carana as Cara Dune, Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano. Uh, Tamara Morrison as Boba Fett. Ming-Na Wen as Fennec Shan. Giancarlo Esposito as Moff Gideon. Katie Sackhoff as Bo-Katan Kreis. Uh, Mercedes Bernardo as Koska Reeves. Timothy Oliphant as Cobb Vanth. Amy Sedaris as Pelimoto. Uh, Omid Abdahi as Dr. Pershing. And unexpectedly, Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Dum, dum, dum. All right. And I'm surprised you didn't mention Sasha Banks in there, but you probably used her real name as part of those credits. So, oh, let's Sasha talk about Banks? it. Sasha Banks is a wrestler. She was the second. We'll get to that in a second. So let's get into it. Mandalorian season two. Before we do that, let's press that spoiler button that we've paid so much money for. Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. And you know that even in a, in a galaxy far, far away a long time ago, that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Let me see your stush. <laughs> Use the stush! All right, all right. Let's talk about this. Mandalorian season two. I know I was definitely itching for this to come out, especially after last year. You sure after, it's not um, just your eczema? No, no, no. It's not my eczema. It's no rash. It's nothing, nothing to be concerned about. Not the poison oak. It was actually me wanting to watch, you know, Mandalorian because Lord knows there's nothing else to watch. Um, let me ask you this: What stood out about this season that was better? Than last season. From what you said, evidently your erection. What was something about this show <laughs> as a whole? <laughs> what happened? You didn't hear Nothing. what he said. <laughs> I didn't, because of course my thing's jumping up. And, uh, uh, I guess you'll have to listen to it in, <laughs> when it comes out. Oh, <laughs> uh, I fucking hate you. Anyhow. Technical difficulties, go ahead. Anyhow, you were saying. I asked a question. <laughs> Which was? We were busy laughing I, at you. <laughs> oh goodness i said the mandalorian season two um what was it what, what was something that stood out in season two that made it better than season one was it the overall story arc was it the action what was it about this season that made it better than season one if it even did i was about to say you're really leaning that question aren't you uh, <laughs> um no on the whole i mean because I, I know how i rated last uh season one 
Um, mm-hmm. I definitely enjoyed this season much better. I, what for me I liked about this season is that it felt like it was its own thing finally. Whereas last season, what I critiqued a lot of is that it was every Western you've ever seen just with the Mandalorian in it, which is not the worst thing in the world, but it just felt very unoriginal and it didn't seem to give me very much. Whereas this time, um, I felt like they actually were like, okay, we need to own our own story. And I think they did. Okay. All right. Probably boy. Um, the thing that I liked a, a lot about this season was that th- the story seemed to have more of a, there was more of a force behind the story driving it forward. A force? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Give me the fucking rim shot, damn it. <laughs> no. That was that no. was good, bro. No, no, that no, was no. good. No. Anyways, so th- there was there was more of a force that was driving the the plot forward, you know? From the beginning you knew he had a mission. Now in this season, his mission was to find a place for Grogu whose name we learned later on in this, in, in this season, which was awesome. Um, but uh, in the first season, I felt it was just more just like disjointed stories. There wasn't really a, a, a real purpose to it. But this one, okay. this one, there was a purpose. And then towards the end, we, we see where we were driven to along on this journey that we go along with him, you know? And I, okay. I, I really enjoyed, I guess, in, to wrap it up, I guess you could say I really enjoyed the way they decided to tell the season's story. Yeah. I felt like season one, like, like uh, Ralph just said, it was, which is what I said before, is that it was very disjointed. It felt like individual things. It just felt like rehashing Westerns, but it also felt like they were doing it almost for the sake of just proving how tough he is, et cetera, et cetera, um, without giving you very much more about him other than I'm just that tough. Whereas this one, I mean, he's still going to be a tough guy, but you know, you learned a lot more about him, um, as much as they're willing to give out each piece anyhow, but you a lot more about him. And I think, I, at least for me, I felt more for the character than just this two-dimensional guy that kicks ass every time he shows up. I mean, you know he's going to kick ass. I mean, it's his show. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this time around, it just, you, you had a little bit more feeling. You saw, you could kind of see his inner workings this time a little bit more, and I mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and I was going to ask that. That was my next question. I was going to say, how did, we like, how did we like the Mandalorian character or Din this time around i mean it just seemed like and, and i agree you know he seems a little bit more well-rounded he seems mm-hmm. a little bit more like you know you can understand the character a little bit more i mean the fact that he's you know it's funny he takes off his mask once last season and he took it off how many times this season twice maybe twice. three times twice 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 uh, so so he already doubled how many he's <laughs> how many times he's already done it but um what's interesting is that um just how much he conveys even without taking off his mask you know, I mean, the, the writing and how he conveys with his voice is, is I mean, I definitely enjoy it. What were you going to say, Ralph? I'm sorry. Um, I was going to say that, like, you could really see the growth and change of Din throughout the throughout this whole season. Because especially after um, the is that the, the third episode where when he meets Bo-Katano mm-hmm. and he realizes that his way of life isn't as absolute as he thought it should be. Yeah, that was that, interesting. That he comes, he has to come to terms that the people who raised him aren't the only Mandalorians. That that his way isn't necessarily the way. Well, it's right. not the only way. Yeah, because even way. even when he's talking to Bo-Katan and she says it is the way, he even says this. You know, this is the way. But what's what's interesting though, which I'm very surprised, because I mean, even they're not like a secluded religious zealot group or something like that that only lives on one planet in a cave it's like i'm just surprised that he did not realize that there were other mandalorian views he seemed really surprised because like because he doesn't remember like the moment they they take off their masks Mm -hmm. and they are mandalorians he goes where did you get the armor yeah he doesn't ask what group of mandalorians are you which would be the normal question you would think somebody would ask and I, i i do find that weird because i don't find it believable because like i said i mean he travels all over the place he has to have heard and or you would think at least met other mandalorians that aren't from his particular teachings from you know? well from from what we're led to believe is that he mainly sticks to that sector he doesn't go too far away from a, a group of planets that is that that are part of the guild for his bounty hunting and then the way he was raised, it was just raised uh, between different culverts of 
uh, underground Mandalorian uh, uh, groups, and all those right. groups were children of the Watch. So I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I never got a feeling that he was restricted in an area because I mean, he's just a bounty hunter. It just feels like he goes wherever he's tasked to go. No, but what it would seem... I just, I just found, you know, I just found that weird because it just, it just felt like he would kind of know that. It's just, it would be like, you know, like Lutherans never hearing of, you know, Presbyterians or something. You'd be like, well, you've heard of them. You don't have to agree with them, but you at least know they exist, you know. Right. They, they really exist? I yeah. thought that was a myth. No, okay. Like no, the Jedi. <laughs> um, how do we, um, speaking of other Mandalorians, how do we feel about already the minute we get, we get into this season and we already get... Uh, um, a Boba Fett ar- armor sighting. I know for me, I was very interested in how they were going to go with that because I thought they were going to kind of steer clear of, of Boba. I was like, okay, maybe they'll still clear of him. or Because in my head, he's dead. I don't mean to be like Dr. Susan Ryan, but he's dead. He's in the bottom of that Starlight pit. Well, he just <laughs> Jason Todded everybody. So there he you sure go. did. Go ahead, bro. I just want to say one, Timothy Oliphant, Fucking awesome! Yes, he's always great. Give me more, please. Uh, although he just, although he only was just justified in space. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, I'm like, is that where your new job is, Sheriff? <laughs> you know, pretty never much. seen Justified, so I can't tell you, but I guess uh, I'll take your word for it. Oh, it's it's a definitely great season, and Timmy Oliphant did the did pretty much you know justified in space, and he did it great. He did it great. Oh, he looked like he was wearing his man. dad's costume, though, while watching him in that because Fett costume. The armor, yeah. the I, mean, I know it was purposely meant to do that, but I was like, yeah. wow, it looked like, like, okay, you really don't fit that that outfit, bro. Well, it, it looked just like what it is. It wasn't his. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you could tell because the armor was way bigger than than his body was the type for it, you know? Yeah. And then when, okay. when, when Boba Fett gets the armor back, you see how it, it fits, you know? Yeah. And it actually fits um, him, even though... He polished it up, too. Yeah, when does doesn't that helmet seem like a lot bigger than it should have been? Right. Like what do you mean? Boba's helmet seemed like it was bigger on him than it was on Timothy Oliphant. Um. Well, a you know it's not the same helmet. Um. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> possibly so. I mean, they they probably tried to to just rig up a new one. Um. But yeah, I mean, it definitely looked like it looked proper on Boba Fett. But yeah, it looked very awkward on Timothy Elephant. And I love the fact that I'm like, you keep going around without your helmet on. That's what controls pretty much all your shit. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you might want to. And also, I was just like, where do you keep getting these rockets from for that rocket launcher? <laughs> he gets them from Wiley Coyote. I, I guess so. I'm like, does Acme deliver to, uh, to, to wow. was it Tatooine? Were they on Tatooine at the time? Is that where they were? Yeah, um, in episode one, they were in Tatooine, yes. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I, like, we're, uh, we're evidently, uh, we found out that, what is it, they were at, Mo, um, was it? Ma, Mos uh, Ma, yeah, yeah, Mas Pelgo and stuff like that is where yeah. they were. I was like, is that where most death comes from? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like possible. Death. Well, evidently, the graboids from Tremors come from there. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking dragon was The crate dragons. I'm like, I'm like, I've seen this dragon before. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let me ask you guys a question because you know we're not going to go episode by episode, but we're going to pick and choose and whatever. Did you feel like there were any episodes that were throwaway? And the reason why I mentioned this, because I was speaking with Troy, shout out to Troy, and um, he felt like he didn't like a certain episode. He felt it was very throwaway. But I want to see what you guys think. Were there any episodes that you felt like not necessary? Could have done without it. Keep it moving. I, I felt- mean, I don't think everything was integral, but I don't remember anything that I felt throwaway because season one had one or more throwaway episodes, but. I didn't find it that much here. I I felt that maybe ep- uh, the second episode, the passenger. That's was... what Troy was saying. Yeah, he was saying that, that that he felt that the passenger was a throwaway. I disagree, but I, I mean it. Not that it's a throwaway, though. It could have been slightly condensed, maybe giving us something yes. something a little bit more, or even even then, just also just like show him a landing, uh, like the beginning of episode three could have come at the end of episode two you know okay all right no i agree with that definitely you know it could have they could have condensed it a little bit differently but i mean it was in that one i think that we found we we saw again it's nothing heart-wrenching or anything that goes on but you started to see uh a little bit more of how he thinks like like the fact that as much as he kills and he kills you know a lot uh is what he does um the fact that like as 
as Grogu's eating those, you know, you know, I was just like, I'm like, you do understand that you are the danger to this alien race that's like almost extinct, right? Well, and like, I don't find, I don't find universal genocide cute, <laughs> you know, which I thought was very weird well, that they kept having him eat so many of them. <laughs> well, also think about this. So the, the eggs weren't fertilized. So technically he's not really killing anything because it's not alive yet it's no more different than when we crack an egg and fry it on the stove i'm not talking about him killing off a living being i'm talking about him killing off an entire species he didn't eat all of them he <laughs> no but that's what i said but they were like they were, making, they were making a joke out of like i said potential genocide and i'm like eating one i'll give you the joke but it's so many i was like dude that's it's not humorous i don't find I that humorous thought, by that point you know i actually That's thought why. it was going to be a more of a sticking point later on in the series i was like i thought that maybe the frog people were going to turn on um the mandalorian because i'm like yo grogu's just going to town like every time he turns around he's got his hand in there Please. i'm like I, I didn't find it as funny i find it kind of chuckle worthy but then after a while i'm like oh this is going to cause a problem and they did not i was very surprised that they didn't do that listen that frog lady did not know how many eggs she had man when she had them all in the hot spring, she was like, uh, one, two, okay, 20. That looks right. Okay, here we go. Just put them all in there. Let's get the hell out of here. Well, that was also, I, I did find that weird because I'm like, well, they're an intelligent race. Yeah. Does she have no idea that her eggs her are just disappearing? Like, does she think that they're just going away? <laughs> you know? An intelligent race, but maybe their math sucks. <laughs> I guess so. They must be your relatives then. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. The frog people, the, the New Yorkers of space. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how do you give yourself a rim shot on that fucking corny ass joke? But when I fuck when you said the force and I catch you on that, whatever, anyway. Are, are you All ready? Right. Go ahead, say the force again. No, 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 no. It's too late. The, 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 there you go. The, the, the moment's passed. Whatever, moment's anyway. All right, so let me so let me ask you guys this. Wait, before you yeah, move on to that. Go for it, yeah. Um, Did you ever watch Star Wars Rebels? Some of it. I got no. tired of it. So those spider creatures are a throwback to Star Wars Rebels because they show up in there. They, they play a prominent role, somewhat prominent role in Star Wars Rebels. Oh, so people okay. who would watch that see these creatures and they're like, holy shit. Do you know what the other people that watch that say when they see those creatures? What was that? Aliens. <laughs> that's all they say. Because it's like, that's what made me nervous about the first episode going back to what we're talking about with season one is in the first episode within like what, five to so minutes or 10 minutes or whatever, maybe I'm like, there's a graboid going down the street. I am not happy if this is just them repeating something I've seen with a Star Wars twist. And much of it was, but like, you know, so, but I still enjoyed the episode, but then to be followed up with the passenger where I see face huggers and I'm like, yeah. all right guys, <laughs> you know. Um, but luckily again, the episodes themselves were enjoyable enough for me not to be as pissed as I was the last time I kept right. seeing a show that I've seen before, you know. All right. How do we feel about the new Mandalorians that that um um Bo-Katan and who's the other Mandalorian that he met? It was three of them initially. It was Bo-Katan and two others. Fuck it, I was just calling the two others because they didn't really. Get or you names. could just listen to my synopsis and starring and call it Costa no. Reeves. Dude, dude, it's like white noise when you speak. Sometimes I, you expect. Hey, me it's important. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bo-Katan's the important one. The other two are really not important. Well, the other one's dead, and Costa Reeves is Mercedes Bernardo, which I'm assuming is who yeah. you were talking about. Sasha Banks, right? That's why I was like, okay. Mercedes you were like, you're like, maybe you said her name. I'm like, well, I probably did, but you weren't listening. <laughs> just, I don't know about her real name. That's why. So. Uh, Ah. Um, but Bo-Katan, if anything, is the more prominent one because, Ralph, correct me if I'm wrong, is she in Rebels also? She is. She is. Which is better, the the cartoon version or the live-action version? And why? Um, it's, it's kind of tough to say. Because mm -hmm. they're, they're both played sort of similarly the same way. Okay. So, it's... um. Let me think about this. Okay, no problem. I'll let you think about it for a second. In the meantime, Mike, how did you feel about the um, more Mandalorians added to our little Mandalorian salad? See, now you got, you know, I, I mean, both of that comes later on, but we have, you know, this this group of, you know, people like we said, oh, yeah, well, your way is not the way. You oh, know, no, it was to, fine. To, I mean, it was just good to, to have Mandalorian a, spoiler broth. <laughs> no, I mean, it was just, it's good to have another opinion to see that they're, you know, to see that he's not the only way, because again, 
we may have, it's fine, we've been introduced to Boba Fett in like, you know, 40 years ago, but that still doesn't tell us if they're rewriting Mandalorian history or if they're, which is what they did, saying that there's more than one type of belief as right. Mandalorian, and that's what it needed. You needed to see these people to realize, oh, there's something else going on, you know, and I like that. So, um, Katie Sackhoff does a really good job of playing Bo Katano. Mm-hmm. Though the one in the cartoon seems uh, not as um, I want to say like uh, that is stuck up a little bit, not stuck up, more like uh, like steadfast and determined. Like Katie okay. Sackhoff's Bocatano was more like, you know, we're doing this, we got to do this now. Our our one goal is just to get back our planet, and our mission is to get all the resources that we can to do this and get our planet back from... Isn't, isn't, but isn't that being steadfast and determined? Incoming call from 3-4... Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Just uh, wow. for all of you out there, it's our tech that always tells us at the beginning of the show to turn off all of our devices. Well, I can't turn <laughs> all off... All three of his devices went off. All three of them. He went, phone, this, that. <laughs> I can't turn off my was... echo. Ah, there you go. It's, it's... But, uh... Anyway, but yeah, no, what saying, Mike? No, I was just saying, I was saying that that is determined and, and uh, uh, steadfast and steadfast in her character. But no, I mean, I, I enjoy Katie Sackhoff. I mean, I just thought that she was very intense. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. And, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, she's, yeah. she was more yeah. intense in The Mandalorian than she was in Star Wars Rebels. Oh, OK. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed her intensity here. Um, you know, because I was wondering, how, you know, again, you, you meet a new character and Katie Sackhoff. I mean, I really do like her. But then at the same time, you remember her being on Flash and you're like, Oh, that was a cringeworthy character that they keep oh, bringing wait. back. Oh, That's um, right. Yeah. Oh, and I was goodness. just like, so like having that been the last time I've seen her and to see her here, I'm like, if you come out with an English accent, I swear I'm going to walk down to that set and just crush that helmet on your head. Well, <laughs> but luckily Troy, she sh- was normal herself and she was great, you know. Well, Troy, shout out to Troy again, had pointed out that she was also in Battlestar Galactica, I believe. And she yeah, did she was. Well, well, that's that where too. her huge fame came from. Yeah, he was like he was saying that he that's all he remembers her from. So he was like, you know, that she was really good in that. So he kind of expected her to be good. He goes, Well, she's not as good as she is in Battlestar, but you know, she's you know, it's definitely much better than some of the other characters on you, you Mandalorian. Should, you should check out on her uh, Netflix uh series, Another Life. That she's pretty good in that one also. That series I know is getting really bad ratings, but I've heard that, you know, she well, she's good, but I think they're supposed to be improving it or something like that. It's or really changing good it. and, and it's coming back yeah. for a second season. And yeah. then, so one one key difference between um, uh, Katie Sackhoff's uh, Bo-Katano is that in Star Wars Rebels, um, uh, there's a character called Sabine, and she is also a Mandalorian. In in Rebels, she ends up um, defeating uh, I forget who it was to get the dark saber, right? And so the whole thing with the dark saber is you're supposed to win it in battle in order to be the true but owner, learned, right? But she ends up, Sabine ends up giving Bo-Katano the dark saber, and she takes it willingly. But here in the Mandalorian, she won't take it from Din. Right. I was going to ask you: Did well, you guys the, know about? Did you guys know about the black saber before the dark? No, saber? Uh, dark saber. No, I mean, I because like I said, I, I watched Rebels for maybe two seasons, and then I had enough of it. But the thing is, uh, Rebels is in continuity, so there should be some backstory that she has about this. Because that is part of continuity. Everything um, that you've seen on TV in the last, let's just say, five years, f- five to seven years, even, it's all continuity. It's canon. Yeah, it's all canon. You know, everything's canon. Well, including all the movies, so the Clone Wars and all that, all that stuff is canon. You know, right? What I think, what I think happened is that at some point, because the way that she has this like hatred for Moth Gideon, I think is because he must have defeated her at some point and taken. The dark saber from her either that or someone else defeated her and took the dark saber and that's why she can't take it from din now because maybe the reason she feels that she lost the saber in the first place was because she wasn't the true owner of it well i I think it would i think it would be better um a character arc with the way that she reacted to the fact that she couldn't take i think it'd be better character arc for her if she actually gave it like you know had a battle but basically let the person defeat it because again she never won it you know, that would actually have been, I think, a good thing. Like, they, she almost basically gave it away for the most part. Right. Um, kind of like what what uh, the Mandalorian was trying to do. Kind of just being like, I 
you know, yield, I, default, I, yield, I, I yeah. yield, you've won, you know, kind of a thing. But anyhow, let's move along uh, from that. Cause, we, cause we'll, we'll be back to them sooner or later. <laughs> yeah. But, but being that we mentioned the, 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 the dark saber, how do we feel about Moff Gideon this season? I mean, you know, you had a couple of different um, bads sprinkled along the way, you know, through, through um, the Mandalorian's journey. But obviously the ultimate bad was Moff Gideon. Did we, how do we feel about him? And do we feel like he was, um, want to be Darth Vader, want to be um, <laughs> um, Adam Driver? I mean, what are we talking about? I feel that he is the new uh, spokesperson for Depends because he shat his pants when he saw <laughs> Luke coming in. That shit was wow. hilarious. Um, That's a, yeah. The look on his face, he was like, oh shit. Uh-oh. Well, I mean, well, the thing is, he didn't know who it was. He just knew it was a Jedi, which that also begs lots of other questions, um, especially considering that the robots also knew there was a Jedi on board. I don't know how that works, but uh, we'll get to that when we get to that. But uh, Jedi Sun I, I that, that explains everything. <laughs> that would make no sense. <laughs> but um, I, I, I was underwhelmed. I mean, he just. That's I mean, what I, that's what I, I mean, he, I mean, he, he wasn't. Like he he wasn't horrible, but he just didn't do anything. It was. It was like all this build up, and then suddenly, you know. He was the silver stormtrooper suddenly. <laughs> you know. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> you know, you're just like you oh. called him Captain Phasma. Yeah, well, he was. I mean, it was just like, oh, you know, like he could have he could have just stood around, like, you know, prancing around with his cape, and that just would have been like, I'm the bad guy. Oh, and you're like, okay. <laughs> I mean, and not that he wasn't a bad guy, but it just wasn't worth it, you know. Um, and then, and then I, I then I, I mean, granted, every actor wants a job, but he's just like, oh yeah, I'd love to play the character. They did the spinoff, and it's like you just need to work on this character. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I feel like they did it. I mean, it reminded me of when Marvel was teasing Thanos mm-hmm. throughout, like you know, like all their other movies, and it's like, okay, well, you know, like, and that's what it was. It was like you know, um, episode where, where the Mandalorian is trying something else, and all of a sudden we have Moff Gideon showing up and giving like. Five five minutes dialogue, and then we go back to the rest of the episode. I think if the payoff was bigger, even though he was there for two straight episodes, and you know, I felt like it, it, I, I will agree with Mike and say it was a little underwhelming. I like um, Esposito as an actor. Yeah, I think oh, he's well, what he did, he did fine, but I feel like they could have done a little bit more. Let's just put it this way I find him more menacing on the boys than I found him <laughs> wielding. Okay. Plant, wielding city destroying technology. I found him less as fearsome as he is the head of a corporation. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. again, like I said, I mean, he's a great actor. I really like him, but I just, I mean, it's not his fault. I mean, I, he just didn't have anything written for him. And it's like, you, you know, know, I can't, you can't ad lib it. You can't ad lib Disney. <laughs> he, um, <laughs> he kind of, his character kind of reminded me a little bit like of uh, Dark Helmet from Spaceballs. A oh little bit, goodness. a little bit, right? Uh, you know. Dark helmet. Wow. Okay. Because yeah, it was it was like a guy who's not really like doesn't have like this evil air, like like super evil air around him, but mm-hmm. trying to be bad. You know, mm-hmm. that's what it but kind the, of felt but, like. But it was just so weird because everyone was afraid of him, and I'm yeah. like, do you just all owe him money or something? Like, <laughs> I feel like they re- they were really pushing hard to make like a. Like a, a Darth Vader light, and it was trying to make even down to to, to what he was wearing, you mm-hmm. know, like, like like even his imperial outfit. I'm like, okay, it's a little too Darth for me. Well, just that's saying. that's um uh, that's like an elite Tie Fighter uniform type of thing, because when yeah, it's it just because most sorry, Tie Fighters wear just a black uniform. You don't see the Tie Fighters wearing the white uh the white ones, usually. right? So like right. the elite Tie Fighters, they they wear those that black armor, which is why he okay. wore that. But. Um, well, how do we how do we feel about um, the 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 return of Cara Dune and now her new role, you know, as the you know, in, in part of as Marshall, yeah, Marshall of the New Republic. I, I, I thought that was quick, like a little too quick. I mean, granted, it's hard to get a sense of time in this world, but you know, it's not years. Well, it's you a, know, like it, it might be weeks o'clock. to you know uh, exactly. You know, but it might be a. Uh, it might be weeks and maybe even a couple of times a month or so, but it would just seem rapid considering that she so blatantly turned him down, <laughs> you know, like, it's like, it was like, and in the next hour, I'm Marshall. You're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> you know. uh, I mean, other than that, I was fine with it. I just thought it, it just, it was like, well, then why did you just have her say yes? I mean, it just would have made more sense at that point. Wow. I will say, I, uh, well, what? 
What are you talking well, about? Well. Oh, boy. I freaking know what he's winding up for. Well. Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. I was hoping he didn't find the fucking button. So, You're very welcome. So the reason that she had such a quick turnaround was after she said no, he said, but wait, let me show you the benefits package. And he pulled out a folder with a booklet inside and he read through <laughs> all the dental, the health that she would get. There's a nice 401k involved. Yeah, that's pretty good. Plus a retirement in the pleasure planet of her choice. Wow. <laughs> Crazy, right? So after yeah, she saw good. all those benefits, she was like, how could I not say yes? So On screen. On screen. Yeah, well, yeah. Because <laughs> all this happened off screen. Exactly. Right. But this has been. <laughs> Ralph explains it all. You're welcome. We got to get rid of that button, Mike. That I, never, so I never feel very welcome. But, uh, <laughs> At all. <laughs> but like I said, I mean, you know, her character is fine. Uh, you know, I, I, she is what she is. It's just, it's, it's one of those characters. I, I, I like her character, but it's not like, I really like her character. It's just, she just serves that function of, ah, uh, he needs some people on his side. Well, he's going to go find Cara Dune, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and Carl, and Carl was that somehow his best friend of all friends. I'm like, you mean the guy that tried to turn you and have you killed? Right. That's what I'm like, <laughs> like, like, they're like laughing, like this never occurred. I'm like, all right. <laughs> you know? What Short memory. Friends, I guess it's part of a bounty hunter. What better friends than old enemies? Uh, uh, how about old friends? <laughs> right. Yeah, but listen. I think the X Men would, would would kind of disagree on, on your logic, Ralph. But okay, listen. And how has that worked out for them? If right. You, if you can turn an enemy into a friend, you know that like says said, something about your character. Just just go watch the X Men. Or, uh, or Magneto. Or, Magneto's given up his ways. Oh, he just turned on us, listen, tried to kill us. Well, mistake. Or she oh, she's already tried to turn and kill us. Like, <laughs> like uh, the Guy Ritchie King author once said. Whoa! Why make a movie nobody will ever see? Go ahead. When you can make friends. No, what he said was, "Has anyone besides you and I watched this movie?" <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Wow. Millions okay. have. Millions. Well, like. Well, one thing I'll say. One thing I'll say about this um, this series is that they've built up a lot of strong female characters. Mm -hmm. uh, and even though you know Cara Dune, you know she, you know she's like like Mike said, she kind of served like a, a purpose just to kind of like back up. Um, our man DeLorean, you know, she was still strong. And then you had um, Boba Fett second in command. Yeah. And then you have the one that everybody's been waiting for, Ahsoka Tano. How do we feel about Ahsoka Tano being entered in live action Star Wars? I know Mike wouldn't really care because Mike, <laughs> Mike hates Star Wars. I don't hate Star Wars. I just don't really care. Um, but I mean, her character <laughs> was introduced really well. Um, you know, I mean, I know who the character is, especially from Rebels because uh, she was around and stuff like that. Right. But, uh, um, I mean, she was fine. I mean, it was it was a good introduction. Uh, it was you know great to see her live action. Um, I, you know, I mean, I you know just you know I I I really love uh, Rosario Dawson. So you know it's great oh, to see her absolutely. on screen. Um, no, I mean I, I thought it was all in all it was good. I mean her introduction was good. The episode was good. I had no problem with it. Okay, Ralph. How can I put this into words? No curses. She was effing awesome. Like, yeah, it, it was great to see. Like, one, Rosario Dawson is a great actress, hands down. You know, uh, two, how could you not, you know, incorporate Ahsoka into this storyline? It's just, it, it's a great uh, plot device, and also because she wasn't ultimately his, you know, solution to help him with Grogu. You know, she helped him along the way. Right. But she wasn't the one that's going to say, oh, no, uh, I'll take him with me and, and I'll train him, you know? Yeah. All right. Now, who else did notice, though, that she was just like, I don't want to handle a kid. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> she was just like, oh, I can't help him. No, no, no. He really wants to be. Mm, no, not really. No. I'm, it's He's really attached to you. The kid's walking. The kid's like sucking her nipple. No, no. The kid loves you, though, there. I'm just going to pass it back. And, and this bag of diapers. I'm really a busy, independent woman. I got to go. Pretty much. I'll, I'll say this, though. I'm glad they, they finally gave the, the, the child the name. Because hearing people go about Baby Yoda, and it's not Yoda, guys. It's not Yoda. So the yeah. fact they gave it a name, I was like, okay, fine. Rogue. It's its own identity now. Now you can kind of, you know, move forward and it can be its own thing now, which is good, which I was very happy they did that. I didn't think they were going to do it, though. 
I was, I thought, oh, probably, they wouldn't have to give it a name. <laughs> yeah, no well, they were calling the trial for this one. They waited till well, when, when, when did um, Ahsoka Tano um, come in? Was that episode, episode four. Episode four. Episode four. So I'm like, damn, you, you waited, you know, 12 episodes before you named the damn kid. Well, there's no one else that could talk to the kid, which is also <laughs> weird. It's like, I love how the frog lady, she was like, again, the species that evidently can't count its young, was able to <laughs> immediately hook up a translator. I'm like, so even after she did that, it was like, so you going to give it to the kid or no, no, you don't want to know what the kid's saying. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it evidently translates, <laughs> you know, yeah, but not not into whatever species. Uh, we don't was. know. <laughs> she just made the translator. She didn't say that it was native to only her language. I'm like, well, we could find out. <laughs> <laughs> Because evidently, which, which I do love about uh, the well, Star Wars universe, is that everyone understands English. Everyone. <laughs> I don't care what backwards planet they fall on. Everyone understands English. But like the people that speak English barely understand anyone else. I'm like, well, how did that work? <laughs> you know? Well, it's not English. It's uh, it's old Imperial. No, but whatever. Because I mean, for our ear, it's English. <laughs> it's just English. <laughs> you know. But it's like everyone else understands. It's like, how does that work? The frog lady understood them completely. <laughs> you know, clearly she's a lot smarter than we the Tuscan Raiders understood them. <laughs> now, well, no, the Tuscans, he he would speak with the and the sounds. No, the, the sheriff, the sheriff, right away when he said, "I'm not drinking this. It smells like crap." And his translation was, "And you now refuse to drink our drink." It's like, okay, you understood him clearly. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's like having that aunt that, that 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 understands English but won't speak to you in English yeah. and she speaks Spanish. And I'm like, but you understood what I said, Grandma. <laughs> anyway, um, that's just my personal stuff. Um, what's interesting is that the last couple of episodes was it paced well enough that when we got to the last two episodes that it felt like it was in place or that it felt like it was kind of rushed for se- for seven and eight. Going into seven and eight. No, I thought I I enjoyed the fact that because um, episode six was the tragedy where Grogu gets kidnapped by the dark troopers at the end. Having um, episode seven, the believer in between that was a good spacer because then you just don't have like just just him immediately either following uh, um, Moss uh, Gideon or Moff, Moff Gideon, yeah, or just like knowing immediately where he is. They actually have to have a step in between, and they show us that step so that he'll be able to track down uh, Moss Gideon, you know? Um, And just just that episode in between was was really good, too, because then that helps us see more the growth of Din, um, the fact that he's able to... he He was able to sacrifice his belief to take off his helmet for Grogu. In order to find Grogu, he took off his helmet in against everything that he believed in. And he had it off for quite a good while. Granted, everybody who saw his face is dead now, besides... Um, <laughs> besides Miggs? Yeah, besides Miggs. Well, I mean... the well, thing is, he still the, did the, it. Yeah, but the importance of that episode, though, was it was just that. It was to show us how much he loves the child, how much he's grown attached to him and that he is willing to do anything to save him and also that he has grown. And, you know, granted, I like the episode in that sense, but at the same time, you know that some of the impetus for that is from having him met Bo-Katan. And it was just like, well, that's a quick, like, you know, that would just be like, like someone going like, I believe deeply in God. I was raised in it all my life. Every brother ever taken. You ever think there's no God? Yeah, maybe you're right. (laughs) <laughs> it's like I'm like it's like well let's slow that down a bit but again you know it just it still gave us what we needed there like they, they gave us the impetus of the thought being planted in his head by Bo-Katan for then right. us to see him realize it you know to see it mature and become fruit in his mind you know and it's also influenced by Boba as well because him right. talking to Boba he realizes you know th- there is more than one way to be Mandalorian Right. Boba isn't a, you know, true a true Mandalorian. He's granted he's a clone of a Mandalorian, but he was raised by a Mandalorian. So, you know, he's he's almost exactly like Din, pretty much, because Din yeah, isn't okay. a true Mandalorian either. He's a child of the Watch. Well, remember they they, they were saying that there aren't any more true Mandalorians. I mean, they're all just foundlings, basically, just yeah. wherever they're from. Right. 
you know. Um, uh, I'll but, ask this. But what? also, I'm sorry, oh, sorry, real fast, though. did we actually think, though, that when he took up, because when he took off his mask in the first season, we didn't see his face. We saw the back of his head. It, it, no, we no, saw his face. They, they took off his head when, when he was injured and the robot had to fix him. Oh, that's oh, right. Oh, I'm sorry. When, I forgot about that. Yeah. Because I was right. thinking about when he took off the, the mask to eat, we saw the back of his head. I forgot when he got fixed. Uh, there was that's that right. one time. So I was wondering if we were going to see his face. And then, you know, like I said, we saw how long it was. It was just weird, but like, I, I, I was just, the funny part is that I was surprised um, they didn't just have Migs stare at him. That's what <laughs> right. I, I would have just been staring like, and just have him be like, what are you looking at? And he'd be like, nothing. <laughs> you know, like, I, I've just never known your face ever. Right. <laughs> you know? uh, that kind of thing. Migs is like, so I guess you don't shave under that helmet? I want to know, this is so disgusting. And it's, it's not a thing that I normally think about in life. I just want to know what the inside of his armor smells like. Oh, <laughs> because God. it's got to be the most foul. I mean, like, like I'm talking about though to the point that you couldn't be around him, <laughs> especially if he took that helmet off. <laughs> You'd be like, that whole place would have been like cleared out. <laughs> wow. The fact that you even thought about that. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if we have that on. kind of time for any more explanations there, sir. Wow. Well, I don't think we have extra time. You're welcome. It better so be a good explanation. So you fight and it keeps going. Actually, uh, <laughs> Beskar Steel um, has antibacterial properties. So the bacteria that would cause the smell don't form on the armor. So the armor doesn't actually have a smell. But his armor's over top of his clothes and he doesn't have Beskar Steel in his crotch. Or so his this armpits. has been. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Like I said, it better be a good explanation. It wasn't. All right, all right. <laughs> it was a great explanation. All right. To kind of bring this, um, so it's kind of not summarize, but to kind of. Well, we need to get to short. the end. We do have to get. Oh, I'm getting there, motherfucker. You were taking the long route to shorten it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So let me ask you. Last, uh, it, before we even talk about the ending, what was the best part of the last episode? Was it was it the dark troopers? Was it the fight between um, Din and Moff Gideon? Was it the fact that the the, the stormtroopers still can't shoot, but all the girls have perfect aim. What the fuck was that about? What? They, they've, they've hit negative hitting. Like, like before they at least would kind of, you know, hit a, a robe. Now they, they just miss all together. Um, I would definitely say I, I enjoyed uh, the battle with uh, Din versus the dark trooper uh, only because it was just relentless i mean it was just like one of those things where like it was one of the only times in two seasons that you were like i mean obviously he's the star of the show he's not going anywhere but you were like okay this is a danger <laughs> Every, everything else is just like oh he's clean he's what he's gonna get out of it this one's like oh, you you better think this isn't something you can't shoot your way out of this dude it's like it's like like Superman like always has like you know every foe he just basically outbeats them it's like no no you're supposed to be smart as right. well and like this point he's like okay I can kind of stop this one guy but like when they all started towards the door and he's like no 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 <laughs> you know I mean that was like one of those things yeah. it's like yeah I don't want to see you fight this I want to see how you can outthink this because otherwise it's unbelievable <laughs> you know right Ralph um, I really enjoyed the show of girl power. I mean, that was just fucking phenomenal to see oh, great. those four women just blasting through everybody. That shit was just, it was one of the best scenes out of the whole season, you know? And I, I know they did that shit on purpose to mm -hmm. show like the, that even in Star Wars, women are strong and it was great. But, oh, yeah. but the best, the best thing that like, it, it really touched my heart was when uh when Din is saying goodbye to Grogu and he touches his helmet and has him show his face for the first time to Grogu, which is very reminiscent of um uh, at the end of Return of the Jedi when Darth Vader's dying and he wants to see Luke uh for the first time with his own eyes and he tells him to take off his helmet. Yeah. So it's, it's very reminiscent of that. I'll say my favorite part, definitely hands. I mean, hands down was when Luke showed up in the X fighter, and when yeah, he came through the doors, X wing, X -wing the, the, the X wing, and then when he arrived in the hallway. Even though the Darth Vader scene in in, in Rogue One was way better, this was pretty good. And it's funny because did, did you know it was Luke? Did anybody know it was Luke? 
Yeah, yes. and he's got a green saber in one and, hand. And the glove. Yeah, yeah, but when you saw the X-Fighter, some people were thinking that it was X the guy from Rebels. The X-Wing, sorry. I mean, I mean, seeing the 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 fighter didn't tell me anything. The moment he walked in, it was like, well, yeah, yeah he's, got it, a, he's, got, he's got a green saber in one hand. I'm like, I know who that is. It wouldn't have been Ezra because Ezra <laughs> didn't have an X-wing. Hey, I, 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 let's put it this way: I, I I was hoping it was Luke, but there was other things that were going on in my head. So when so when I saw the the the, the one dark hand and the green saber, I'm like, oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was Luke once I saw the green saber and, and the glove. I'm like, oh. There's Luke, and then the fighting style is like is obvious, right? Though I do want to say um, that last robot crushing it that that was just excessive. You could have just sliced it. Like, dude, what was the point of that? Well, it was, power. Yeah, it was just one of those things. It was like I'm like, well, sure. You also probably could have handled this a lot faster. Yeah, because um, <laughs> that took like three uh, seconds. He was like, Broom. yeah, crumpled um, can. I mean, the fight scene. I mean, yes, I mean, it was fun. Did it? Tickle me? Not really. It because it was just very much what it was. It was just it was like, a rehash. It was well, not just a rehash, but it was also very much like um, it felt like we did this to elicit the fanboy response, not as in 1, this was integral percent. to our story, like, like you know, organic, like, like organic yeah. to the story. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, now granted, like, one thing I would love to see, and who knows where they're going, because again, I don't, because I don't want future Mandalorian. Like you know, I mean, I, if you're going to progress through time, and since that, and since the race ages so slowly. What would be really interesting, depending on what goes on with uh, Rogu and stuff like that, as long as the Mandalorian is on, would be, let's just say, if they ever do decide to go into the future of Star Wars, you know, I'm not talking about thousands of years, but even if, if they went 500 years in the future, would it not be cool to see a Mandalorian show up in like some battle or whatever like that? And like people are like, oh, hey, it's Mandalorian, you know, da, 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 da. it's just a Mandalorian, it's not the Mandalorian, you know, not our Mandalorian, just some right. best guard, da, 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 da. And in the middle of a fight that's getting rough to see that Mandalorian start using the force because Groku is a foundling and decided to follow the ways of Din and that became would a Mandalorian. Be I mean, now he wouldn't have to, not talking his Luke Skywalker level of, of ability with the force, but that I think would, that would make me smile so hard because it would be like, you know, I'm like dad, you know, right. like I, I'm still me, but I'm like dad, <laughs> you know. There has been a, a Mandalorian Jedi in, in Star Wars history. Oh, yeah, that's cool, too. That's, but I'm just saying, but like, have him do it. The original owner of the Darksaber was a... Well, yeah, what you were saying about that. Well, isn't... Wait, no, in Rebels, no, no, she's not, uh, she doesn't have the Force, right? In, Sabine, in Rebels, no. No, no, Sabine does. I couldn't remember that. Okay. I was trying to remember the show. But yeah, but not, again, it's not even that the Mandalorian having the Force would be that unique. I just think that it would just be cool. I mean, granted, it would be really short. You kind of know right away. <laughs> but just to see, like, that helmet come off or whatever and just be like... Holy shit. <laughs> it's Grogu, you know. Um, before we go into ratings and to renaming the series, in a phrase or a sentence, how did you feel about the ending of the series? We talked about, yeah, we, we were talking about the last episode, but how did you feel the way it ended? Did you feel like it, you know, it, it tied it up nicely? Did you feel, you know, could have done better? It was kind of weak? It was cop out what? In a phrase? The whole ending? I mean, the whole ending? Are we talking about the, the, the him, entire end. him giving the child away, him yeah, possibly going to Mandalore, right. or the right. Boba Fett thing? I mean, what are we talking about? Um, before, Forget the Boba Fett thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just the way it ended before the credits rolled. Were you um, okay with, you know, were you, did it feel like it, it, it tied it up nicely? Do you feel like you wished there was a little bit more? No, I, I, I was fine with it. I mean, I just, I'm hoping that we now move on to a different storyline. Again, not because I hated Grogu or anything like that. It's just, you've kind of completed what you need to do. I don't want to hear like episode two, season three, Grogu's back. <laughs> you know, because again, that'll just feel like fan service. It's just like, I mean, he can come back in season four briefly, but like, I mean, in my opinion, it's unless some shit went down and that's going to be this other story that you'd have to tell with lots of CGI Luke, <laughs> you know, right. like, unless something happened to I me, mean, he should be training with Luke quite some time you know like right. like decades at this point you know so i'm right. not really looking to see him back i'm looking forward to see where this goes what what new people he runs into what new adventures i want to see what new arc yeah I, yeah i want right. to see growth because that's something that the star wars series lacks so much of right probably in a phrase <laughs> oh you can't say that my mother was a she was a wonderful woman <laughs> <laughs> that was r2d2 speak for Fucking awesome. 
So, okay. <laughs> All right. So let's go into it, guys. Renaming this series. Ralph, do I have to go first as usual? or You know you love it. Go ahead. I don't love it. I just help you out. Okay, I, then I buy you time and you come up with something horrible to say. So I feel bad. It's okay. It's okay. You can do it. Shush. All right. So Mandalorian, Adventures in Grogu Sitting. Ralph. <laughs> love that movie, Adventures in Babysitting. Uh, Mandalorian, The Good... The bad, the Grogu. Wow! See, and I give him time, and that's what he came up with. All right, Mike, come on, slam dunk this bad boy. All right, no slam dunk. After watching, after watching Grogu chomp on the, the faux face huggers, slurp down frog fetuses, and stab a creature that jumped out of the the bar's chowder, I'm just calling this thing the vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> All right, let's go for it. Ratings. For the Mandalorian season two, Ralph. I give the Mandalorian season two eight. If your gun is jammed, use it as a club out of ten. Word. <laughs> she was just like, fuck it. I'm Cara Doom, bitch. Kaboom. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna I actually had the rating, but I'm gonna add something that Mike said. Um, I'm gonna give it eight smelly Beskar plated helmets out of ten. <laughs> Whatever. Mike. Uh evidently I liked it better than everybody. I'm giving it nine. How pissed was Pedro Pascal that he had to go into work twice <laughs> out of ten? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he you know, he was just sitting there in his underwear, just eating Nutella off the spoon, and he was just like, Hey, what's up? What do you mean what am I doing? I'm supposed to be where? <laughs> well, Actually, I, I sent in my voice track. <laughs> actually, he'd only have to do it once, and they just filmed the two scenes. Oh, and I, now if I was the director, I would have been like, nope. Because <laughs> first of all, you had to get everyone else there, too. Think about it. You'd have to get everyone else to be like, nope, you'll come back. We're paying you enough money. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, all right. So there you have it. Mandalorian season two. This is the way. Now let's see which way they go. But guys, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the go? That's next. I have spoken. Geeks on the go. Now we're more <laughs> Okay. All right. Thank goodness we got that done. Lord knows how many times we had to do that. <laughs> For those who don't know, we we just had a technical difficulty, and I guess my timing was off. So you know, we were here for like an hour and a half. It was great. It was great. It was fun times. Just for all you professionals to know out there, I only do one take. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and even when it's wrong we'd go for it anyway alright guys you know the segment I give quick questions they give quick answers on all things geek and we've made it under a minute a couple of times Ralph just figured out that I reduced the amount of questions that I asked from four to three and we've Cheater. been doing it for three, months. three months we've been doing it he just realizes now which now I know how Mike feels when Mike says quick news and Ralph doesn't pay attention now who are you again is. or you Hey, one time I've done it. One time I've done it. <laughs> no, no, I didn't ignore your quick news. What I ignored was your synopsis. Big difference. <laughs> Either way, you've all paid the price. Oh, I roll. Ready, set, go. Did The Mandalorian season two make Boba Fett more of a badass? Mike. Well, let's just put it this way it begs the question of why he had a hard time taking down two incestuous twins, a drunk, and a rug. <laughs> Ralph. Yeah. Good. I like that answer. All right. Wonder Woman, 1984. How do they explain Steve Trevor's return? Wrong answers only. Ralph. Wormholes? <laughs> okay. Mike? Uh, when Diana spun the change into her costume, she spun the wrong way in reverse time, like Superman does. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. And which was the best sequel? X2, Spider-Man 2, Captain America, Winter Soldier. The Ralph. Electric Boogaloo. No, which one? Which one of those three? So to answer that, I must ask no, you a question. No, answer the question. No, answer the question. <coughs> to be or not okay, to be? Okay, skip. Mike. No Mike, skipping. Uh, no the skipping me. The fact that you put X2 in the options proves you're unfit to vote. <laughs> <laughs> I have won. <laughs> so since that was in the option, you're unfit to vote. But I will still won. say Captain America, Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Ralph, now let's be serious. Which one of those is the best sequel? The best sequel? I'd have to agree with uh, the MFG, Captain America Winter Soldier. 
right. Okay. All X, right. X2 was horrible. How's that even whoa, in that list? Whoa, 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 whoa. X2 was not horrible. It was better than X in the movie. It was better than X1 <laughs> and X3. It was better than it was yeah, the best but, trilogy. Yeah. It was still good. No, if you watch X2, X2 still holds up. Oh, I have. I, not- I own it. I used to watch it all the time. And then I realized, why am I watching this movie? <laughs> so, you know, a turd out of a group of turds is still a turd. I just said that earlier today. I'm talking about gold. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness anyway shout outs do we have any shout outs gentlemen before we hit the holiday season any shout outs I would like to shout out my boys here and there and everywhere you know who you are oh my god you sound like you're at pride <laughs> yeah my boys here and there and everywhere oh that pride that's always fun so that's your shout out? Yeah, that's it. I'm done. Oh, there's just so much dead air that I didn't know. <laughs> uh, no, 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 because I got, I got caught again. I apologize. I got, I got a glitch again. <laughs> um, I would just shout out to Santa Claus since it's almost his time. Uh, and if you bring me another damn lump of coal, I swear to God, I'm going to kill you and those reindeer. Um, <laughs> he's, he's just bringing you coal so you could turn it into diamond. I guess so, because I'm under a lot of pressure every other time. So oh, maybe wow. that is what he's doing. But, uh, dun, 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 but, no. dun, dun, but shout out to everybody. The ho- hopefully have a good holiday season. Please stay safe. Do not travel. We, by this point, um, who knows when you're going to hear this, but you know, there's already the, the new version of the bug in UK. I'm like, just stay home, people. Yeah. You'll see each other in 2021. Stay home. Be safe. Yeah. Um, first shot I want to give out to is JP and Jazz. They would usually want to be part of this. And I know when they see the us... Um, doing this podcast, they're going to get mad. So I already know. Well, they're going to blame you. <laughs> well, there's two other freaking hosts. They You're can the call one that you thought guys. of them. I didn't even think about it. You <laughs> thought of them. So I, well, I, that that well, just flat already, out tells you. <laughs> well, I already know. Well, you speak to Jazz a little more than I do. So Jazz be like, uh, you could have told me, you know. And JP will probably bust my horns. So, you know, shout out to them. Shout out to poor Troy because um, poor Troy um, told me he liked New Mutants a lot. Ooh. So... Shout out to Troy. He needs to get out more. Um, love you, cuz, but you need to get out more. Um, you are not going to like our review. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to shout out to Tinkerbell. Shout out to Tinkerbell. Um, definitely glad that you're still listening. Once again, you're still way behind. By the time you hear this, your kids will be in college. And let's <laughs> <laughs> hope our kids are in kindergarten right now. Right. And shout out to Tiffany. Um, I said happy birthday last time. Ha ha, surprise, fooled you. That's all I'll say. (laughs) That's all I will say. Anything else you want to say before we leave, gentlemen? For those of you who are wondering what that meant, it means he's going to rip off his mask, Scooby style. (laughs) Yes, that's definitely what I practice on doing. Um, Yeah, I guess guess that's the end of the show. So for MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, and RT Square Rock the Tech, the cap saying keep it geeky and happy holidays even if you hear this sometime in july oh, 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 oh.